Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Happy Monday to everybody listening. Happy Monday to you, Gordo. How are you? I am fantastic, Jake. How are you today? Good. I'm good. Did you have a, uh, you have a nice weekend? You enjoy your, your jaunt down to Provo? Yeah, that game turned out to be uh, a little more than what most people expected. Foremost among anyone, Austin Horton. Yeah, Austin, uh, did you catch any of his show today? I did not, but I was assuming that he uh, he was taking it uh, taking it in the shorts, as it were. Yeah, I I talked to him about it. He he was pretty. I mean, he he was he was pretty apologetic, I guess, <laughs> for his his the brashness of his opinion. I don't think he has anything to apologize for. Well, we all predict things. Sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong. It's not. It's kind of like people expect. Uh, guys like us to uh, be like stock market analysts, and if you're wrong, then you cost your clients a whole lot of money. The only people that know for sure who's going to win beforehand are barbers, and they're the only ones. Yeah, and if you create a little buzz for your radio show along the way, you know that goes <laughs> that goes all right. Is that what he was doing? Was uh, he trying to? No, he he just he had an opinion and he went for it. I like it. Um, you remember our boy, uh, our boy Kevin Graham bet his life on the BYU Oklahoma game. Yeah, he did, and uh, I also bet that BYU wouldn't beat Wisconsin. A know. dinner which you still have not paid on. Which I have offered to pay on many times, but uh, you don't want to go to dinner because you want to hold it over my head. It's worth a whole lot more to you to do that than it is for me to actually pay it off. How about this? How about you give us your credit card? <laughs> And you guys and, go have fun. And Austin and and myself and our spouses will go to dinner. You and Lisa babysit. <laughs> Wait, now you're adding an extra layer on. Well, this is what we just can't, you know, drop our lives at the drop of a hat and go to dinner. Yeah, we but have you, go other to things. Din- you go to dinner sometimes. With like months of planning, or All don't right. you well, remember? All I'm saying is plan it and we'll do it. Okay. Got no problem. Mm-hmm. Anyway, point is, we're wrong sometimes. It happens, you know, and he was really wrong. <laughs> if you didn't uh, catch the show last week, Austin said that Gonzaga was going to beat BYU by 30, and he even made a bet on it, an incriminating audio bet. And then well, I'm sure Tony will make that one hurt. Well, it, it should. I mean, he Did went, they do he it? Went, he Did went they out come there. up with something? I don't think so. I don't think so. You're going to drag this out. But, but he's not with us uh, today. Uh, uh, Alex is filling in. Not Kyle. Or I don't. I just can't do Lundy. That that's that was your nickname coming into this, and I I don't know if I can go go with that. Why Gordon. not? I don't know. I just don't. I I feel like we. It's not generated from us. You know. Not that he gave himself that nickname, but I feel like, you know, he just came in and said, "This is my nickname." Okay. All right. Well, I can accept that because I did not initially accept Spider Mitchell. 
Are you coming around on that? No. Do we have to get the breaking news sounder? No. Where did that nickname come from? Yeah, it came from one of my football coaches that just thought that Lundberg was way too hard to yell, and so he shortened it. <laughs> okay. Well, Lundy was better. Wait a minute, Lundy's two syllables. It's yeah, like Lundberg. It, yeah, Lund, the D-B transition is ah, just, you know, okay. Lundberg, so, so, it's more of a mouthful, and he was just like, nah, I'm throwing that out the door. This okay. wasn't the, the, the sharpest football coach you've ever had. <laughs> but yeah. isn't, that, isn't that interesting that someone who has really no business changing your name has the power to do that, and then once they change it, then everyone follows suit, you know? And, uh, I mean, a lot of the guys, uh, one of my friends growing up, and I, I had dinner with the five of us. There were five of us that were just kind of tight. And we had dinner together over the weekend. And what a treat that was because two of them I hadn't seen in like 35 years. It was fantastic. I would encourage anyone out there, if you had friends from your growing up years, arrange that. Go out of your way to arrange that. It was terrific. Uh, Chuck, Hurler, uh, Rose, Kelly. I mean, just, just great guys. And... Hurler, his nickname's Hurler, and he, he's the one that was the pitcher in high school. Mm-hmm. And some other friend who wasn't even a close friend came up with that nickname. And it's, I still call him that. That's awesome. Well, how did he have that power? Just some practical stranger. And it changed the way we address someone for the rest of his life. How many times did you uh, mention the, well, I don't know, the Playboy Mansion story? Didn't bring it up a how, single how time. How many times did the, the John Wooden stuff make no, its way in there? didn't no. talk about that Casey stuff. Casey Kasem? Nope. Not a single time. How many times did you just kind of direct other people's line of sight in, in the direction of your automobile? Not a single time. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think, as far as you know. No, uh, that's anyway, fun. You caught yeah. up with a terrific, but but the the nickname was the nickname. The, yeah. These, I don't know. I've, I, it's a curious study. Okay, so Grump. Well, that was one of them. Did you get that a lot at your, no, your dinner? That, that People was, come in saying Grump. That was in my early years, and then Moon took over uh, later. Moon. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Moon doggy? It's not moon. Well, I don't know. Maybe somebody's moon beam. No, it was never moon beam. No, like a bare backside moon. No, that's not from where it comes. No, Mm-mm. where does it come from? Uh, I think my name in I'm, my name is Swedish, and I was told, or he was told, that uh, my name means son of the moon. Wait, who was told? My friend that gave me that nickname. Oh. So. Anyway, I, I mean, I but, see. but it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, Move. Lundy, because you're a football coach who you probably didn't even like, and he probably wasn't even a decent coach. Was he? Yeah, he was a pretty good coach. Was he? I, I admittedly, I hated the nickname when he came up with it, and because I hated it, he used it more. Uh, and so I decided deals. to try to, by accepting it, maybe that would get him to stop using it, and it didn't, and it just stuck. And then your friends started calling you that. everybody. Hmm. See? Who gave him that power? What was your nickname? So wait, should we? That's what I'm saying. Like, I kind of like fake Kyle better than Lundy. 
because for some reason Scotty G keeps calling Alex Kyle. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so, so, so we can alter here, uh, fate. Here's the backstory on that, though. Like, Alex works with Scotty a lot <laughs> because Alex produces all of the Utah State broadcasts. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, all of them. And he call, still calls him Kyle. Uh, I don't know if it's happened in, in a while. Has it happened? No? Yeah. Uh, it hasn't happened recently, just since the once, but... Oh, it happened twice. Didn't it happen at a remote and on a broadcast? I don't think it happened intentionally. Like, or like, okay. I, I All right. It probably right. Probably at a remote, never but not intentional. Yeah. The, the first time, it was definitely by accident. just kind of came out of the blue. I, After that, he might have done it kind of, you know, just to make fun of himself and okay. me a little bit. But. So, t- so t- tweet at us, though. If you have a nickname that someone stuck you with that uh, that you didn't, whether you liked it or not, tell us what it was. And I, 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 Jake, I bet a lot of our listeners fit into that category, just like Lundy, just like Kyle, whatever you want to call Hi, Kyle. <laughs> See, but the problem is, is that uh, we got a new on-site engineer, a new tech. Yes, and his, his name Kyle. is actually Kyle. Yeah. So that he becomes real Kyle, obviously. <laughs> And then Alex becomes fake Kyle. But well, I you, see that might be too complex, though. It might be. But does that bother you, fake Kyle? No, I'm I'm good with it. Oh, see, well, that, doesn't that discourage you a little bit? No, because I don't believe him, really. <laughs> you think he, he, he bristles? Uh, my nickname when I first got David James gave me the nickname Spicoli. That's right. Yeah. But how about growing up? Uh, not really. Really? Oh, okay. I think my, uh, well, I know this. My uncle called me Rooney for some reason. I don't Rooney? Know. Rooney. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where, where that exactly came from, but there you go. All right. Well, if you have a nickname, at Jake Scott Grump. Zone, at Gordon Monson. Mooney Grump. We want to hear what your nickname is. And it's amazing how these things evolve. I mean, they, they, it can just be out of a spur-of-the-moment situation, and next thing, everybody is doing it. I don't know. All right, let's. Okay, so we have a lot to Especially do. Especially if you don't like it, right? I mean, because that 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 encourages everybody. Because everyone's more like you in that regard, because you want negative things to happen to the people you care about. No, just when it comes to their sports teams. Yeah, <laughs> I cheer against their sports teams. I'm not cheering against them in their life uh, success. Okay, so when Lundberg, uh, aka Lundy, and now. Or aka Kyle or fake Kyle uh, doesn't like you calling him that. That encourages you more. I know you well enough to know that that's sure. the way it is. Right. But I also, you know, want Alex to be recognized for his work. You know. Who? <laughs> so you want to you want to slip the the real name in there occasionally, right? <laughs> okay. You know. All right. Did that bother your parents at all? The nickname. Lundy? Yeah. Uh-huh. They actually call me that now. So, oh. you know, even though they're all Lundbergs, like that's what <laughs> basically everybody knows me as. All right. Interesting. Uh, let's see. Darth Jesus on Twitter says, my nickname in the Marines was the Mormon, a.k.a. Mo, because I was from Utah. Wow. Okay. He says eight years as Mo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. Oh. All right. Yeah. All right. So let us know where that came, where uh, where the nicknames come from. All right. Uh, we have a lot to do. Christian Kenny on the show today at four thirty. Jay Drew of the Deseret News will join us at the top of the five o'clock hour. Jay covered uh, the BYU game as Some, did you. Yeah, uh, Sat next to me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
What are you bragging about that, Jack. or are you? No, I'm not you bragging. Know, just, I'm just stating the fact. It was good to see him. I hadn't seen him in a little while. Well, it'd been a minute since you you'd been down to the old Marriott Center, you know? That's true. Not that Mark Pope was going to go Jim Boylan on you. Yeah, don't come down here once every... I had actually been down there two weeks prior, you know? All right. <clears throat> so uh, twice every two years. Well, let's, uh, let's get into At it. At least Pope's got something worth watching. It's time for the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. TJ lobs it to Yo. He's hit from behind. He drives to the rim and he gets it to go off the window. Yoli Child. Connor will drive it. Stop in the post. Hand up to Yo and the two-hand hammer. That's how you do it. Tied out to Mark Few. The Cougs are going to win it. The rebound to Gilder with two and one. Floats and misses and it is indeed over. And here come the fans. They're storming the floor at the Marriott Center. Senior night is a night to remember for the BYU Cougars. Your final score, 91 to 78. The Cougs have won it. All right, BYU with the upset win over Gonzaga, 91 to 78. Gordon was down at the Marriott Center. By the way, has has anybody checked on our boy Greg? I mean, certainly some energy to those calls. But we so there was a jazz game here. Gordon PK was uh, was in studio with me, and we mm. were watching both the jazz game and the Cougar game. And and toward the end of the BYU game, they were showing. Greg was in the background on some of the shots that they had, mm-hmm. and and it looked like it looked like Greg was was enjoying himself. Yeah, he sounded uh, somewhat enthusiastic there. It was an exciting game, though. I really, it it I really re- was. Yeah, I mean, he does a good job with he BYU. Does. Although I don't like the, that's the way you do it stuff. I mean, but that's just my opinion. Do but, it on the MTV? Uh, <laughs> I mean, what a game. What a game for BYU. And to beat the number two ranked team in the country is uh, is something spectacular. I mean, you got to give Mark Pope a whole lot of credit. I talked to him afterward. And he is just excited about what's going on. But he's more than exciting, excited. He's also effective in getting his message across to those players. And this is a this is a different BYU team than what we've seen since Jimmer was there. So I think that's a relevant discussion. Who deserves what kind of credit? You know, traditional sports radio topic here. And I I don't want to take anything away from Mark Pope. Because I think he's a new voice in that locker room has really helped. He's recruited the right guys. I mean, these you know, getting Toulson to come to yeah, BYU that was big, huge. I mean, you can't say enough about the way he's contributed. And by the way, fit into the locker room too, where he mm-hmm. hasn't come in and and dominated it by any means. He's really fit in. And but he's a tough guy. He's he's not. I don't mean tough guy as far as wanting to fight people or trying to intimidate people. He's just tough the way he plays. He gets knocked down. You saw him collide uh, in that one collision that he had. I guess that's what you do when you're in a collision. You collide. Thank you. But, but he's he's tough the way he plays, and he has made a difference for that team. But Yoli so Childs I, I, is just absolutely a stud. But Okay, so that brings me to my point. So he's he's recruited some guys, and, and he's put the right collection together. And, and, again, not trying to take anything away from him. But he has a team with seven seniors on it. Yeah. I mean, you you – 
at BYU, BYU basketball is the, the program itself is in sh- in good enough shape that if you've got seven seniors and you've got some players, which Yoli Childs and TJ Haas certainly are, I mean, you should be good. And we'll we'll see how good they are come NCAA tournament time. But you know, if there's a new enthusiasm with these guys, in addition to Jake Toulson, it was, and there's a couple other newcomers. But it's it's an attitude thing, Jake, and I think it's coming straight from Mark Pope. I mean, that guy is about as enthusiastic and positive as any coach I've ever talked to, and it's working. Anyone who watched that game could see it. And you're right. Here's the thing about it. I was sitting there watching, and I'm thinking, okay, is this a turning of the page? Is this a change that's happening? And then you think, okay, wait, there's seven seniors on this team, so what happens next year? Right. But the attitudinal aspect to it, the mental side of it, is different now. And and that has to come from Mark Pope. Uh, he deserves credit for it. And, you know, what, how he'll do uh, it, it, if some school doesn't come in and lure him away. I mean, uh, how he'll do with lesser talent or less experienced talent next year, uh, I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. But that team was different than than just about any BYU team I've seen since Jimmer. I don't I I don't disagree. I just think we've seen this a lot. I mean, we saw it with Ray Giacoletti at Utah for instance. I mean, we've seen guys come in and take teams that have been put together and have players and that are ready to well, succeed. He had, he had one of, he had the number one draft pick that year. Right. Yeah. And Mark Pope has TJ Haas and Yoli Childs and others. So I mean, you know, I'm just saying. What are you saying? That I want to make sure credit goes where credit's due. And where's that? With those players, uh, okay. with those seniors, and with actually sacrifices. Uh, I thought uh, I thought PK uh, brought up a terrific point this morning talking about Celius. He thought he envisioned himself as a guy coming into to BYU that he was going to be you know, the dude on the team. And it hasn't worked out that way. And now he's a senior. Uh, senior. He's, he's really carved out his own role and is a big part of what this team does. He was terrific uh, against, uh, uh, you know, against Gonzaga. So, you know, he's, he's got a group. And here's where, where Pope does deserve credit. I'm just, I'm just trying to bring this up because, you know, he, Mark Pope has put the, the players in the right places. And he's, his game plan is really terrific. But, you know, he's got a lot of upperclassmen. This, this type of team should be good. And, and they are. But I'm just saying. They're better because Mark Pope is there. Okay. But in college basketball, I think we sometimes get caught up in giving the head coach too much credit. That's true. I mean, because they are kind of the stars of the college game. Right. They, they, they prance around courtside like they own it. And uh, they do get a lot of credit. Uh, and you're right. It ultimately comes down to the players. But uh, what is the number one job of a coach – in college, it's re- recruiting is number one, but number two is how you motivate and organize that talent, and that's where Pope has shined with his assistants this year. But if you don't have buy-in by the players, forget it. Right. And that's what that's what BYU has. Since Yoli Childs has come back, they are really tough to beat. And they've had some close calls, but that's what the nature of basketball. I, I think you're going to have some games like that. And they shoot the ball so well, Jake. That's the thing. You're 53% in this game against the number two ranked team in the country. This could be the best team in college basketball. 
and BYU just went out and hit 53% of its shots against that team. And some Jimmer range stuff at that. Oh, yeah. And when uh, oftentimes Gonzaga went out and they were crowding the Cougars around the arc because obviously they know that that's what BYU wants to do. And what did they do in those cases often? Dump the ball down to Childs and let him go to work down there. He is good, man. I, I think he's got a real shot in the pros. What do you think? Yeah, I worry about him being a bit of a tweener, and since he is extending his range and looks to be a little bit better. I mean, the NBA is just so, uh, so much about all-around talent and all-around guys, and who's he going to be able to guard at the yeah. next level? A little concerned about that, but I think he's made himself into a better player over his years at BYU, and I think that says a lot about him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Cougars in the WCC tournament. And then, obviously, when you get matched up against someone in the NCAA tournament, well, they get knocked out in the first round. I'm not saying – this team is capable of losing, and I think it could lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament. But as I watch this, I've gone down there twice now, and uh, I've watched other games, and I'm impressed by what I see. Their ability to uh, manure to handle the the strategy on the court, but also just the fire the team has, the fight has, the defense they play, seems in advance of what I've seen out of BYU teams in the recent past, including teams that included most of these players. All right, we'll get to the disastrous weekend the, the Utah Jazz had. It was not good. We'll get to that coming up right around the corner. But joining us now in studio... From RGS Exteriors, owner Tim Brown. Now, uh, Tim, first of all, welcome to the show. How are you? Grab that, grab that mic and pull that right on up. What's up, Tim? How are you? Good, man. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's it's good to see you. And I say good to see you because uh, we were talking in the in the Zone Studio. You and your company, you go back years with our station. In fact, yeah, we were one of the first advertisers way back in the day, back when just one show. Back with Gordon back in the day. <laughs> well, we had more than one, but it was it was it was in the primary stages. Let's say the it that OG way. zone stages. So, what uh, what what caused you to uh, associate yourselves with us back then, and why now? Well, we love the zone, man. I've been a quote unquote P one. You don't even call them those anymore. <laughs> but back then, a P one listener and yeah. have my P one card, and so we've loved the zone, love being a part of it, and. Uh, Want to be start to grow and get ready for the spring work, so I wanted to come and be a part of it again. Welcome aboard. All right, I want to get this number out there a bunch today. 801-396-5055. That's the number you call to get in, in touch with RGS Exteriors. And and listen, you guys have been around for a long, long time, and uh, you're five generations doing business here in Salt Lake. And you, you, you really, if it comes to, when it comes to the exterior of the home, you are the expert and you can help. That's that's right. We anything from gutters to siding to stucco to stone, anything you name it on the outside, we're your guys. And like you say, five generations. I'm actually the fourth of five, believe it or not. And my eldest boys that are not in school are the fifth. So we've been doing this for a few years. Well, I'm just uh, putting this out there. Gordon's your he's your gold mine. Actually, you know who you need to get to know right. is is Lisa. Is is probably we need to, get, we need to take care of Lisa and then uh, get her done. Huh? Uh well, uh, actually. I'll talk to you during the break. See, there that's is what I'm telling you. That I want you to handle. I was going to do it myself, 
Yeah, well, that's what. Right. Yeah, the problem is everyone that wants to do it themselves, they end up calling us anyway, and it costs you more money. <laughs> so just have us do it from the beginning, and then it'll save I, you money. There's no way. There's no way anybody <laughs> could do what I need you to do, but you're the experts. We'll see. We'll take care of you. In all honesty, I think a lot of people out there are like me, though, when it comes to these types of things where you want to get it done, but you just don't. Ask you, your wife to do it? You don't. Well, you don't know where to start, or at least I, I wouldn't, and... and Here's an opportunity. Call 801-396-5055, and this is the place to start and, and go from there. Well, that's right. It's, it's hard. You know, anybody in the exterior business, it's hard. There's so many different guys. Who do you call? Who do you know? How do you get started? So, you know, just give us a call. Let our guys come out, take a look at it. The great thing about it is, is it's not, it doesn't cost you anything for us to come out, right? We come out, assess your situation. If it works for us to do business, we'll do business. If not. Think about it is, Tim, when people love their homes, as the years go by, there are things, you know, gutters get bent by ice and whatever, and stonework starts falling apart a little bit. And people want to want their homes to look the way they, you know, the way they, they, remember it looking. no that's that's right and the thing is too is there's so many modern things with like james hardy siding etc nowadays you can upgrade your home but one of the biggest things we do more than anything is tear stucco down and replace it with the new uh, hardy siding so absolutely just make your refresh and, and geez have you guys seen the price of homes lately it's insane i don't know how anybody's going to afford it and so that's the whole idea is put money back into your home you're in and just make it look new all right, here's that number again, uh, 801-396-5055. Tim's going to be hanging out with us all show, so we'll get to a bunch of different stuff, but we appreciate you jumping in, Tim. No, love, glad to be here. Happy to be part of The Zone. All right, we're talking jazz next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Tony oh, them. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, Band of the Day, Buddy Holly, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts, buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. I selected Buddy Holly today because I decided, Gordon, when I'm asked about Band of the Day, I'm just going with it. Whatever random record that my daughter selected this morning, that's what I'm going with. And this morning it was Buddy Holly. She selected Buddy Holly. She did. Was that just because of the, uh, the color of the uh, album that you were looking I at? I have or? no idea what her methods are. I just say, go pick one, and she says this one. And I have a few hundred records, so. <laughs> Buddy Holly. What came Your out this morning was. old picked Buddy Holly? Buddy Holly came out of the pile today. Yep, so. <laughs> that's funny. Now, if you, you had the whole break to object, which you did not, so no. that's, that's the way we're going. Okay. Yeah. All right. You a Buddy Holly guy? I still remember the line from American Graffiti. When the one, I forget the character's name, but he's driving that yellow hot rod. You remember the one uh-huh. I'm talking about? I do. And he, and uh, some uh, Beach Boys music came on the radio or something, and he said something along the lines of, uh, there hadn't been any good rock since Buddy Holly died. Well, speaking of that movie, that was something she could have selected because I have the soundtrack to that oh, movie, dear. which is remarkably good. <laughs> and has Wolfman Jack on it, which yeah. of course, or who of course is a, legend in the world of radio so i always thought that was pretty cool you know who's in that movie that some people might overlook harrison ford yes he's the dude in the in the <laughs> the badass chevrolet 
the 57 Chevy or whatever it was they said, who was looking for the guy, I, the character I was just talking about in the yellow hot rod to race him. Because, you, you know. You don't condone that behavior. It would be safe out there. So here's some pieces for you to put together. Uh, you know who the director of that movie was? Yeah. George Lucas. Who also directed. Well, yeah, Star Wars. And. You know who played a pretty big role in Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, but I had seen that movie, but I hadn't realized that was Harrison Ford until someone pointed it out to me back in the, back in the, uh, a long time ago. You know who's heard of or cares about this movie and uh, probably nobody. Why? Listening. Why wouldn't you care? <laughs> it's kind of a classic. Isn't anyway, it? Buddy Holly is our, our band of the day today. I wish, I wish all the younger listeners would take some time to watch some of the what what movies that happened in our lifetime that are now supposedly classics. That was before my that, lifetime, that, I'd like to say. That's what happened. And the time it represented was uh, before that. So anyway, but it's worth watching if you want to uh, get a little taste of what, you know, uh, life in the, in the valleys of California was like uh, back in the... Around 1960 or so. You know, back when you were just... I was 25, you know. or, but, you know, I mean... <laughs> Interesting time for our country. All right, um, let's talk about the Jazz over the weekend, Gordon. Woo! You predicted that they'd go 2-0 and over the weekend. I did? No, that's not what I did. I did not predict that they would. You expected I said them they to needed to. <laughs> oh. That's what I said. And so imagine the way I felt when it didn't happen or when it happened the way it did. Give me a freaking break. All right, so I've had a lot of opportunity to get my opinion out about these two games. I'm, I'm very eager to hear your opinion on what we saw over the weekend because, you know, there's not a whole lot of positive ways to spin it, certainly. No. no. Uh, well, uh, there's okay, so there's a lot of avenues to go down. Let's start with this one. How about E for effort? How about a little more effort on the defensive end? And I know Donovan Mitchell said after the loss to Houston that it's it's more than just effort. It's more than just playing hard. You got to play smart too. Well, yeah, you do. But that was that was weak resistance put up by the Jazz, and the Jazz have sort of put themselves in a position now where they have to shoot the ball extremely well in order to win games. And there are going to be times when you don't shoot the ball well times when you make mistakes and when the ball's not dropping. And so I bet Quinn Snyder has said this a thousand times to those guys, that they have to play defense. They have to in order to make, give themselves a chance on the night when the ball's not dropping. It's a make or miss league, right? That's what they say. Well, sometimes it's a miss league. And when that happens, you got to play D. And the Jazz haven't done that. And it seems as though, Jake, and you brought this up, and you've been bringing this up quite a bit, that teams are seeking out Mike Conley to pick on him at the, at, at the Jazz's defensive end sometimes. Houston certainly did. I mean, they were doing, you know, setting as many picks as they had to to get to switch uh, Mike Conley on to James Harden. And uh, James Harden was unbelievable in that game against Houston. Well, I, I, Harden and uh, Westbrook. Yeah, Westbrook, I think it, it, that's a little bit of a different conversation because if you got Westbrook taking shots, Harden's not taking shots, which would have been nice uh, to happen more, actually, in that particular game. But, I mean, different 
topic of conversation. I think you bring up E for effort. Number one, that was that was the San Antonio game on Friday. Oh, that was one hundred percent. And I I think Houston. I think that was a different story. If we want to break down why those two losses happened, I think Houston. I think it was different. I think it was more than just effort. I, I think was, there was some other things going up on up there. Well, I mean, you just have to be extraordinary to defend the Rockets because they're so they're so different than the Jazz. And when James Harden goes 13 of 23, uh, if he has to take 23 shots to get 38 points and they make 23s as a team, you're losing. You're well, losing. especially when Westbrook goes 14 of 26. Well, I thought what was more painful is when they decided to double-team James Harden. They said, okay, well, geez, we've got to get the ball out of his hands. Then you've got uh, the rest of the team shooting over 50% from three. They made 23s. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I... So you're saying that they are fine with the Jazz scoring two points and they'll go down and score three? Right. And then on the other side, especially in the fourth quarter, you saw the Jazz finally getting a bunch of layups, but they were still just that layups. And the team, the the other team's hitting threes. It's just a recipe for disaster. The Spurs game is the far more egregious game. Okay, but before we go to that, are you saying that when the Jazz play the Rockets, okay, how do you answer the question that a lot of people have? If the Jazz are playing a team that's playing small ball, why can't Rudy Gobert be more effective in the down in the low low block area? Offensively? Mm-hmm. Well, the Rockets in particular, I don't know how many teams will do this to the Jazz, but the Rockets in particular, when they switch everything, they keep somebody, and Quinn Snyder talked about this in the post-game press conference, they always keep somebody below Rudy. When Rudy gets the ball and there's a player between Rudy and the basket, Rudy really struggles. It doesn't mean he fails every time, but it means he struggles. We saw Robert Covington, for crying out loud, have three block shots. I mean, and clean, good block shots on Rudy Gobert. It just it, It's probably the next evolution of his offensive game that he figures it out, and he's better this year than he was last year. But he needs the ball high, right on top of the rim, and nobody in between him. And when Houston switches everything, they always keep a man between Rudy and the basket, and that's where he really struggles, regardless of the height. We saw Austin Rivers switch on to him occasionally. And so there's... Do you think Rudy is bothered by by a smaller body that is underneath him, as it were? A little bit. And Rudy's hands, you know, if you want to compare uh, Rudy to... Like Derek Favors had hands of just hands of steel. I mean, they were just vice grips on that basketball. And Rudy is so much better than he used to be. I he don't, is. I mean, it's it's night and day, but it's not... It's not Derek. I mean, how often do we see Rudy finish through guys? We just don't see it that often. Not, not never. Not by any means. We see it sometimes, but we don't. We didn't see it against Houston, you know. And so it's it's a strategy, and it the timing of the passes needs to be there. I mean, that's something Joe Ingles is really good at, and other players aren't. We saw we saw Bogdanovich miss a lot badly against the the Rockets, where Rudy was right on top of the rim and. The, the pass was just bad. Yeah. So, I I mean that uh, am I ducking your question? I no. I'm trying to I'm trying to explain why. But that that right now is why. And maybe you can figure it out. Like if if Rudy could just pin a dude under the basket and get the ball at the right time, you know maybe that's something they could look at. But I don't know. I'm not a coach. But I can tell you that that is what Quinn Snyder said was happening after the game. Okay. So after on Friday night after the Spurs lost to the Spurs. That was about as mad as I've seen Quinn 
in a post-game situation. And it's not like he was a raving kind of no. maniac or anything like that. But you could tell he was disappointed with what took place. And you called it egregious. What were you meaning by that? Um, I guess egregious in a sense that that's how you come back from an all-star break, that you just think you've got a guaranteed win against San Antonio. Or at least that that's what the the – effort in the first half would have communicated to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Quinn did not necessarily put it in that plane of language, but, you know, Rudy was okay. Emmanuel Moutier was really good, and everybody else looked like they were somewhere else. And so that, I mean, if you're looking at it from an effort standpoint, I mean, I I don't even mean to dance around it. Rudy Rudy called the team soft in the post game. And I didn't feel as if he said it where he was necessarily excluding himself. I mm. I think he was calling them and their effort. He was calling them soft. And Rudy, I I don't uh, necessarily love the term kick ass or kicked our ass, but that's something that Rudy said about four times in that mm. post game. And it's a it's, you know, like it or not, it's fairly descriptive. And, and that's exactly what happened at San Antonio, who by the way is not a good team. They're not I mean, Greg Popovich is is a fine coach, but it's a team that's well below 500 and not making the playoffs. I mean, it's probably not. That's a bad loss at home. That's a bad loss at home. When you lose by nine or thereabout and you turn the ball over. You're struggling over there. Is that me? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. When you turn the ball over double digits more than what your opponent does. You're in trouble. Jazz got to take care of the ball. It was uh, – see, that, that uh, turnovers at times, mindless turnovers and, and lazy passes and, and careless ball handling, that adds to the perception that you are – that you are uh, – that the effort is lacking, that the focus isn't there, that you're not playing with force. You're, you're playing – you're flying casual. That's what I thought when I watched that game and I saw mistake after mistake. I mean, it's not like the Spurs outshot the Jazz by a zillion. I mean, they were like two percentage points better than the Jazz were. But it felt like it was a lot more than that because the Jazz, the the Spurs weren't giving the ball away and the Jazz were. Flying casual. I think that's how I'm going to describe your wardrobe from now on. You know, no, right? you know speaking, of Harris, casual. speaking of uh, Harrison Ford, I think that's where I got that saying from. Oh. Didn't he say that in uh, Indiana Jones? Flying casual? He says it in Return of the Jedi. Is it Return of the Jedi? Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. Fly casual, that's right. That's where it was. Nerd alert. That's a, that Guilty. Was a, Nerd alert? That was a geek test right there. <laughs> oh, come on. It was not. It was a great pull. Way Buying or selling home, homie will give you up to $5,000 back. To help you with closing costs and fees, remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. More Big Show coming up. Stay tuned. The Empire fighters were all around, and he was just trying to fly casual. That's what, right? Right? That's what he did. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. If you knew Peggy Sue, then you know 
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280, The Zone. Many of our listeners are going, who's this uh, Who's this Buddy Holly guy? Right? Oh, Buddy Holly, man. Everybody knows who that is, right? Everybody's heard this song. No? Is there anybody out there who has never heard of Buddy Holly? I bet there are many. Well, Alex is, uh, how old are you, Alex? 30. Familiar with Buddy Holly, obviously. To be fair, most of my familiarity came from the Weezer song. So wow, all right. Well, that's too bad. You should watch. There's, you know what? There's a fine movie about Buddy there Holly is. with uh, what's his name? Your, Gary Busey. Yeah, your 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 guy Gary. My guy. <laughs> that was one. Of, I think that's the best acting job I think I've ever seen him do. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, it is a win ticket Wednesday coming up this Wednesday. Your chance to win tickets to Chris Stapleton. He returns this summer. Uh, with special guests Cheryl Crow, The Dirty Knobs, and Mike Campbell, an extensive run of new shows. Chris Stapleton's All-American Roadshow is sure to delight the crowd with a unique blend of bluegrass, rock, and country. Don't miss your chance to experience it live on Thursday, June 25th at USANA Amphitheater. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com or simply win on Wednesday. Now, that, that group, Dirty Knobs, I mean, they are, 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 is that, I don't know what they're referring to there. I assume it's like dirty doorknobs. I don't know. Are, are, this you, is are, you, a, are you a germa, germa phobe? Not really. But you should know these. This is your genre, man. You should know all these bands. <laughs> My genre. This is your thing. I'm eclectic, man. I'm not just one thing. All right, real quick here, Gordon, and we were just talking about this during the break. Uh, if you were an NFL general manager and you're selecting a quarterback <laughs> in the first round, yes. where would where would hand size uh, stand on your, your list of, of importance, of things well, you're looking for? There's a couple of ways of looking at it. The first one is I believe Steve Young had small hands. Why don't you Google it? Find out. Well, I, I didn't Google it, but that's my me- memory serves. I think he had smaller hands, and uh, that's why sometimes he had a hard time gripping the ball. But apparently it is an advantage for an NFL quarterback to have larger hands. And so, I mean, I guess that's a good thing, but it doesn't. It's not definitive is what I'm saying. Jordan Love, uh, his dimensions uh, turned out to be pretty uh, in his favor. Well, Jordan Love's were, uh, Joe Burrow's were not. Uh, So just a little comparison here for you. Joe Burrow with nine-inch hands, which are Are tied for the smallest since. pinky to thumb? I don't know. I think so. I think it's pinky to thumb. Uh, He, uh, let's see, he came in at uh, six three and four-eighths inches. Uh, Justin Herbert, very tall, six six and two-eight inches, ten-inch Hand size. I did not realize he was as tall as he is. Very tall, no doubt. But here's Jordan Love, six foot three and six eight inches, two hundred twenty four pounds, ten in, ten and four eight inch hand size, mm-hmm. and an eighty inch wingspan. That which, wing, which was wingspan the biggest. Is, yeah, that is substantial. Jacob Eason had a seventy nine inch wingspan. So, Jordan Love, as far as measurables go. Uh, was pretty darn good. Tua came in at six foot even, and he's still projected to be a top three draft pick. Is the height thing? Uh, you know, of the the short quarterbacks lately, has that you know st- turned the tide? Are we not going to criticize quarterbacks by their height anymore? Uh, I think it's preferable to be a little taller, but again, not definitive. I mean, Drew Brees, pretty good quarterback. 
and we're waiting to see is like Russell Wilson and Drew Brees are they just that good? Because I'm not convinced Baker Mayfield is. Yeah, the thing and that, he's not tall. The thing about we'll Tua, see with Kyler Murray. See if you agree with me on this. When I watch him throw a football, does it look like he's kind of looping it? I mean, does it look like it, his throwing motion to me looks almost like a hook shot? Have you ever noticed that, or am I just being up in the night here? I don't think you're necessarily up in the night. I have not noticed it. I'll pay attention to it now. You ever notice that, Lundy? You ever notice the way Tua throws the football that it looks like he's kind of lunging it out there? I guess I haven't paid too close attention. To I be guess honest. the pros uh, are just not concerning to them because he is projected so highly, hmm. even without the. See, he's a good example. It's like you said, you, you, you do the measurables there, and it, he doesn't really stack up that well. But he'll probably be the second second quarterback taken. You ready for uh, some historically big hands in the, in the combine? You ready for this? <laughs> Anybody with nickname big hands? Uh, no. The biggest ones that I could see out of this list that I, <clears throat> I found, these 17 NFL quarterbacks with the biggest hands, mm-hmm. uh, Virginia Tech alum Jim Druckenmiller. With 11.25 inches. Those are some big ones. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, Brett Favre, 10.38 inches. Uh-huh. Drew Brees, 10.25. Uh-huh. Russell Wilson, 10.25. So they're shorter, but they got big hands. Peyton Manning, 10.13. The Amish rifle, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 10.75. Your guy, Cody Kessler, 10.88. Okay, who's got the small hands? I don't know. I didn't find a list with that. <laughs> Jared Goff had nine-inch hands because they uh, they compared him to him. Oh, and Ryan, Ryan Tannehill had nine-inch hands. Did he? Smallest since 2009, from what I could see. Anybody got, like, sevens? No, I don't think so there, Gordon. <laughs> Anybody got, like, paws? <laughs> You've got to be able to hold on to the football. And, you know, the, the NFL football is a little wider, a little fatter, a little plumper. And you've got to be able to hold on to that thing. I honestly just wish we could have a, a conversation like adults. Just, we are. Just once. What are you talking about? <laughs> just We're once. not talking feet here. We're talking hands. Okay, Rex Ryan. <laughs> I don't know. Which one of those uh, dimensions is most important, do you think? for success or a quarterback I'll go with height height All right. I think that helps you know again nothing is definitive but overall you can look at that and think okay that's a bit troubling but it's not the whole ball of wax alright joining us now <laughs> in studio uh, our friend how's Tim. your wingspan Tim is it, is it- wide Man, I don't know, man. I'm just normal. I'm just that? <laughs> normal. Right. Normal is fine. Our friend Tim Brown is here from RGS Exteriors. Call him 801-396-5055. And uh, we're you talking get those hands around the gutters, man. That's what's important, right? <laughs> we're talking about anything really on the exterior of your house. And you made a really great point uh, in our last conversation. You know, the real estate market out there, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy to move right now. And maybe the time is right to make an investment in your house. And there are any number of different ways you can do that with you guys. Guys. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. It's insane. I'm actually sit on the board of directors with the Salt Lake uh, Home Builders Association, and we talk all the time about the market, what it's doing, what's coming up, and 
they're projecting that our market's going to be hot for the new construction market like this until they're saying for at least another 40 years. I don't know how they project that, but. So, Tim, what you're saying is that if you put money into your home, you're probably going to get that money out of it. Absolutely. In fact, uh, I don't have the numbers um, in front of me. Maybe next month when we when we do this again, I'll, uh, I'll I'll bring them and have them ready. But it's insane what the what you do in your home and the percentage you get back. And actually, believe it or not, James Hardy siding is one of the top in the entire, uh, almost one of the best things you can do on your home as far as value and what you get back if you were to sell your home. But right now, it's just crazy. Like to build a new home, I don't even know how my kids are ever going to afford it. Um, so I think kind of the trend is going back and remodeling, doing what you've, your home you're in, you neighborhood you live in, whatever it is, to fix it up and make it new. And that's where we come in. All right, 801-396-5055. You mentioned that James Hardy siding. You guys are a preferred contractor, so you'll take care of it. Yeah, it's kind of a, something that we're really proud of, to be honest with you. It's, uh, we're not only a preferred contractor, but we're elite preferred. In fact, nobody's even made that, uh, that jump in Utah. So we're, we can say now that we're the only elite preferred James Hardy contractor, which really all that means is that we've been certified, and uh, they realize that we're the best um, Hardy contractor in the, in the state, which is pretty pretty cool. So, yeah, it's kind of a good little thing to do so tim anything that your exterior needs you guys can take care of you name it anything from a brick to stone stucco gutters leaf protection you don't want to clean out your gutters anymore any of the above now you're speaking gordon's language now right there. Yeah, right. anything that limits uh, any work you gotta do that <laughs> sounds good to me well and that's that's kind of one of the reasons why i think a lot of cases the siding is so good now too with hardy is that it's the paint is so much better you get the look of the wood but you don't have to paint it so you know, because it's a cement-based product, it, it just way better maintenance. So, yes, we're all getting that, that age, right, when we don't want to do it anymore. We want to just Yeah, I was that done. age when I was 25. <laughs> 801-396-5055 is back the number to call. Six, back in Actually, it was uh, back in uh, 26. The log cabin days right there. Yeah, just exactly. a few years ago. Come on, give yourself some credit. 801-396-5055. Give them a call. RGS Exteriors. Thanks, Tim. No, you bet. Thank you. and look forward to it. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.